Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. to prove how holy he is by putting me down. He came to me in the tax office while I was collecting taxes and invited me to come and be one of the privileged few who would personally study with him. Matthew was blown away. I'm convinced he was blown away by the fact that Jesus wanted him to come and be his student. Come let me teach you, Matthew. Come follow me. Have you ever felt as though you needed to meet Jesus where he is at, rather than him meeting you where you're at? As believers, it can be easy to get these two confused. As Pastor Robert will remind you in today's message, Jesus lovingly reaches out to us in our need with grace and compassion. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 1 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. I went through a time, and and, you know, this was years ago now, but I went through a season where I I just about drove myself crazy because I realized my motives, my motives sometimes are are not quite what they should be. And I would, you know, wrestle with it in prayer. You know, God, you know, I, I want what I do for you to truly be just for you because I know that's what's right. I know that's, that's what you want. You want me just, you want me serving you, Father. You don't want me thinking about what anybody else says about me, or you don't want me worrying about how it's going to look, or you don't want me, you just want me to be obedient. You just want me to worship. You just want me to, to give myself to you and serve you. You want pure motives, and, and mine, sometimes mine are not, and what do I do about that? And, and you know, after an extended period of agonizing over this in prayer, you know, it just kept coming up, and, and, and I finally realized I'm never going to be able, this side of heaven, I'm never going to reach a level of spiritual maturity that I have perfectly pure motives at all times. So the best I can do is the best I can do. I just need to serve Jesus to the best of my ability. I need to give him what I have. I, I just need to do the right thing, even if it's for the wrong reason sometimes. Do you understand? I can't, you know, a certain amount of self-examination is appropriate and, and, and necessary and beneficial. But I reached a point where it was no longer beneficial. It was making me nuts. Am I doing this for the right reason? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe some of it is because I, you know, want approval from people or, you know, and just all these, and, and, and finally, you know, God said, give it up. Just keep doing what you're doing. These guys, they didn't have that introspection problem. They were convinced of their own righteousness. 
And they didn't even realize they were being confronted. I don't think Matthew realized in the moment that Jesus was actually confronting the Pharisees. But what he did realize, stay with me. You know what Matthew realized? This man loves me. This rabbi cares about me. He's not trying to prove how holy he is by putting me down. He came to me in the tax office while I was collecting taxes and invited me to come and be one of the privileged few who would personally study with him. Matthew was blown away. I'm convinced he was blown away by the fact that Jesus wanted him to come and be his student. Come, let me teach you, Matthew. Come follow me. And so Matthew walked away from everything. And see, that's repentance. That's repentance. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Jesus, when Jesus confronted me, he didn't point out every disgusting thing that I needed to leave behind. You know, he, did, he didn't do that. He did, Jesus didn't come to me pointing his finger in my face. And Jesus said, Robert, I just want to teach you. I, I said, the night when it happened, I was saying to myself, that was so stupid. What you just did was so stupid. He just agreed with me. Yeah, it was. Let me teach you, Robert. That's what he said to Matthew. Matthew knew what I'm doing is evil. And that's why I think Jesus just smiled at him and said, come follow me. And Matthew did. Later on in, in chapter 10, Matthew makes a point once again, a, kind of a subtle point, showing the heart of the Lord toward even the most, even the most despicable sinner. Matthew 9.35, and I'm going to read through this fairly quickly and make some comments. Matthew 9.35 says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, just real quick little, little explanation here. Jesus is walking through. He's going, traveling from you know, city to city, village to village, whatever. He's, he's teaching the Hebrew scriptures, teaching the law in their synagogues, and he's giving them the good news that the kingdom of heaven has come, right? He's, he's sharing the gospel, at least in that beginning, in the beginning, you know, just giving them as much as they were able to digest, as much as they were able to, to understand, presenting these things. He was touching people and healing them. He was casting demons out of the people who were demonized. He's ministering to their physical needs. And then it says, something happened. As he's doing these things, he was moved with compassion at the sight of the multitudes of people. And this is, I, this, I've thought about this for years and years and years. What, what was it like? What exactly took place and, and what I believe happened, I can't really prove it to you, but what I believe happened was that Jesus recognized having limited himself to one human body, 
And he's going through the cities, he's going all over the place, these villages, he's, he's praying for people, he's touching people, he's healing people, he's casting demons out of people. And then he saw thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people who needed to be touched, who needed to be healed. And the context of what is written right there, he was moved with compassion. It gutted him. It was a devastating realization because he personally could not touch every single one of them with one set of human hands. And so he turned to his students and he said, pray for more hands, pray for more laborers. And then he called them to himself. Verse one says, called his 12 disciples to him. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And then Matthew goes back to giving us names again. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. First Simon, who is called Peter and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, James, and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Levius, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Now listen, I have a question. Why in the world would Jesus give power to Judas Iscariot? Why in the world? Knowing this man was a traitor who was going to betray his trust, turn him over to the authorities. Why would Jesus commission him and send him out with authority and supernatural power to preach the gospel, to represent Jesus there in Israel, power to cast out demons, power to heal all kinds of sickness and disease? Why would he do that? Why in the world? This guy, he didn't deserve it. Well, I can think of a couple of reasons that Jesus chose to use Judas. Number one, he was actually no less deserving than the other 11. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. You've been listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? Please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Robert and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. 
Thank you for praying. And if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.